Hello and welcome to the Five Song Mixtape, where we discuss a new mix each and every week. My name is Michael. Ni hao. Wu de ming sing shi devin. And I'm RJ. <laughs> what language is that today? Mandarin. Ooh. Oh, like the oranges? Decided not to go for Cantonese, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little bit too easy. <laughs> it's the obvious choice. Um, yeah, I am, I've been looking forward to this all week. Okay. <laughs> so you made this in a few days, right? You hadn't been planning this one for a while, from what I remember from last week, right? I haven't been planning the specific mix for a while. Okay. I made it, like, from a Thursday night, and it just came together. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. it. Yeah, I've just been excited about this. It just came together. I've been very excited. Now, so the name of the mix, like I said last time. Yes. Was extended play. Yes. Okay. I want to ask you guys, why would a band make an EP? Why, why did they do this? I think they're like, I have these songs, this is the album, and you know, these ones aren't as good, so we put them on something separate. Or it's like, you know, the acoustic tracks or something like that. They're, they're ideas that never made it fully finished, so they put it on something separate. I disagree (laughs) but that that does make sense like that can be the case for a lot of things but i think it's because they have like uh b-sides and demo tapes that kind of accomplish that yeah i think they're just tracks that don't fit the theme of the album necessarily Mm. like they have you know i think they said like uh bruce springsteen will record like 35 songs to pick 10 out and put on an album bananas yeah yeah it might have not been him. It might have been someone else. But makes sense. Though. The man, yeah, the boss. They, yeah, they uh, they record a shit ton of songs, and not all of them are going to fit together. Kind of like we're making these mixtapes; they mm. don't often fit together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know with a few EPs that I've listened to, that is the case. You'll see like a single from the album on there a lot of times, and then a bunch of other random songs that aren't on the album, and the. the you know, it, they could go on there, but it, a lot of times the albums are better off without those ones on there. But the EPs are good in their own right. So weirdly, just an EP by definition is just six songs. It's oh. three to six songs. An LP is up to three songs. Like okay. when you look at it by definition, which it's not like that when you actually look at the EPs. Sometimes a, sometimes a band their first album is considered an EP because it's only six songs. Yeah. And I'm like, so if they had seven songs, it would have been a full album? I feel like I've heard an EP with like eight songs. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Like, it's supposed to be an LP is up to three, and up to six is an EP. So huh. if you go off the the, the the number of tracks yeah, versus my input of what an EP is, I feel like sometimes it would be like, you know, these songs didn't fit the theme, as you said, Devin, but these are other alternatives. These are like ones that we never finished. These are acoustic versions of those songs. So you could make an EP out of that with mm-hmm. no limit on their amount of songs. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like it should be that way. I think a lot of times it is something to keep interest in the band, too. So keep releasing stuff because you don't want to try to release an album every year. Uh, you that's can put an EP pretty quickly. Because right. I, I've heard a lot especially of EPs, songs. and I've enjoyed them. Yeah. Especially if I like the artist, I'm like, this is cool. Yeah. This is another aspect. I didn't like. It's a different style. Yeah. Sometimes I hear an EP and a song off an EP or a whole EP and be like, 
You should just do this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Gaslight Anthem. I've Throw that, that album yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> Gaslight Anthem had that Senior and the Queen EP. Yeah. Which oh, that was I, a good one. It was my fav- one of my favorite Gaslight uh, EP, well, EPs or LPs. Yeah. Like, it, I wish they kept on with that, but right. they switched to something else afterwards. I think they did. Is that that was after Fifty Nine Sound? Yes, and they went on to I don't even remember handwritten, maybe. Yes, yes. No, handwritten was the third. There's something else in there, but yeah, I think you're on to something with the concept of we want to continue putting out material because yeah. typically a band I don't know how things are now with Spotify and streaming, but typically a band would create an album and they would tour off that album for like the next three years. Mm-hmm. And then they would go back in the studio, spend a three weeks to a month in a studio, come out with the new album, spend the next three years touring it. Yeah. And so that makes a lot of sense that like a year, cause an EP is normally in between albums. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so that would make sense that like a year after an album release, someone's like, well, we have these songs and we want to put them out. We want to continue to make money off of new stuff. Here are these songs. Yeah. So one complaint I have on that, Mm-hmm. Is you know one of the greatest bands prior to the newer stuff, Blink One Eighty Two. I would love if they wait, came wait, out. What with was it. that sentence you just said? <laughs> oh, I think he was just referring to Blink One Eighty Two as one of the greatest bands, if <laughs> not the greatest band. So, yeah, no problem. They're going. Continue. Um, so if they made an EP, I would have loved it. I would have been like, "That's cool," because I liked all their stuff prior. Did I mean, they ever make an EP? They made different bands, and I. Because oh. Boxcar Racer could almost just be an EP. See, that could, and I would have loved that. I would like, I love the direction; it's different. But they made separate bands, and I was like, huh. I always wish they made like, oh, these songs never made it to the album, and they sent that to me, and I would have loved that extra stuff. Yeah, hmm. um, they did come out with singles for their like stuff that made it on the radio, but it would be like the acoustic version of it, which is still cool, right? But it's like I want other stuff that never was like, hey, this is as good that could be on the album or something like that. But then you're also – see, that's when it becomes confusing because there's also B-sides and like rarities, Mm -hmm. right? Which is like not an EP. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like EPs still kind of have a concept behind them of a group of songs that kind of work together. (laughs) Yeah. So sometimes as like with the mixtapes too, you have a theme for the mixtape. There's some Blink albums where I'm just like, I don't see a theme on this. This is just songs they threw together. Oh. Yeah. So I'm just like, I don't feel like they need an EP for that. They maybe just need like an additional part two of their album. Like Enema of the State from Blink-182, I don't really see a theme. Well, you got to think about the type of band, too. I don't think Blink-182 would be successful selling EPs. No. I think they, need, they were they need a successful... Full album. Yeah, selling full albums. I mean, it's a product of the times. Like, back then, people were buying CDs. Yeah. So it's like, you don't want to spend right. money on four or five songs. Exactly, yeah. You want to get a full album. Like, mm. TRL was just an advertisement for your album. Like, you'd get on the charts. They're like, make the and hits. And then you buy that album, and then you go see all of those songs in concert. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. I feel like I, I, I have no idea about the pulse of the record the current state of records other than they've been extremely popular and they're becoming there's a um collector's market that is increasingly growing oh like vinyl records yes yeah and so it would be interesting if that seems to make sense for a direction for vinyl that eps will just grow in popularity because you're you're getting a group of songs that are not on an album 
that might only get a limited printing press printed yeah. for vinyl. You know what I'm saying? Well, the thing about vinyl, too, is you don't listen to it. Like, you don't select a specific song to listen to. You don't mm. hit you next track. You have to. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So EPs are Fuck those more... people who are like, I'm going to go to the third lot. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's the last 30 seconds. Of... Like, no, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's easily, it's more easily digestible than an LP. Yeah. So if you want to like introduce somebody to something, or if you want to put on something real quick, mm-hmm. or if you want to listen to multiple bands on vinyl, like EPs are a good option. Yeah. Or 45s, which are. That's interesting. I don't, uh, as we go through these songs on this mixtape, uh, think about like. Are all these songs a good introduction to these bands? Mm, you know ooh, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's true with these songs. It might be for the time. It's not now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I have it's, some. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, that's a weird concept to think about. Yeah. Um, all right. So, yeah. The, the mixtape for this week. It's called Extended Play. Extended Play. Um, it's songs that were birthed off of EPs that are either only found on the EP or originally um, were made on the EP. Um, there's one song that we'll get to that's where it uh, the album that that song came out on came out the same year as the EP, but the EP came out just a hair before the album. So it technically Ooh. counts. Okay. <laughs> I think I know which one that is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I wanted to, to take a group of songs, like I said on the previous episode, teasing this songs that I love, but couldn't figure out a way to put them together until I found the angle of the EP and how they all come from these EPs. And for every one of these songs, um, I remember going to Barnes and Nobles, uh, and finding each one of these EPs at the same time. And buying them all at the same time because I liked all of these bands and I had already heard their first albums and saw this one was like, oh, there's more. Mm. And so it was in between their next albums. And so I grabbed all of these EPs at the same time. So these are like my introduction to EPs, I guess. Yeah. It's interesting you got them all at the same time. Yeah. Now, do you think that Back at that time, like it was because they were cheaper, and you can get five EPs. Maybe, for the yeah, because they like would have been albums? like twelve bucks or something. Yeah, rather than twenty. Yeah. So with these, you bought them all hard format, like yeah. all CDs, jewel case. Ooh, <laughs> were they the thin line ones or the full no, size? Full the size, big daddies, big daddies, <laughs> thick boys. Well, well actually, I no. The days. so impossible one it was not. That one was a thin boy. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, those the rare thin boy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, I'm excited to get into these songs. Uh, the Them going in order the way that there are, there's not really a reason for it other than um, I felt like it, for me, the way that the order of the songs are keeps me on my toes. Okay. <laughs> and it's because of the way the songs start and stop. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't reorder these because I didn't. Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to reorder them. At, by the end, I'm going to yeah. reorder them. Yeah. I try to reorder them, and there are some grievances, and there's some that I'm like, all right, I get it. Yeah. But then I was like, honestly, he might have not gone in here of like, 
there's an organization for this. Because I get the extended play. I yeah. get that. And I was like, honestly, he might have just put them in. But I was like, some of them work in the spot. Some of them I just hate. That they're <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost it's the way that know. some of these songs start. It's so abrupt mm-hmm. that it's just like, but I after listening it to it so many times, because you get some silence, and then it's like, boom, yeah, <laughs> we're going. Yeah, <laughs> there's some I like, and there's some that I dislike. Yeah, <laughs> so all acoustic, uh, almost. Yeah, so yeah. The, the middle song is an ish. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So we're starting off here at the top. Track number one on extended play. We've got "For You to Notice" by Dashboard Confessional off the So Impossible EP. Uh, so Dashboard Confessional is an American emo band from Florida, led by songwriter Chris Caraba. Uh, Chris Crabba is one of two of my favorite songwriters of all time that just happen to be from Florida. Tom Petty is the other one. Florida does not deserve Tom Petty or Chris Crabba. That's but. true. <laughs> I had no idea that either of them. Tom yeah. Petty kind of makes sense. He's from Florida. Yeah. Um, huh. So <laughs> Dashboard from Florida. Weird. Yeah. Dashboard Confessional was born when uh, Chris recorded the Drowning EP with Fiddler Records. Um, he says, I started Dashboard as a side project from the band I was in, says Caraba. I was going through something really tough at the time, and since I don't write a journal, this is what I did with it. It was a good way to get it out of my system. I never thought anyone would hear these songs, but I played some for my friends, and one of them, who owned a little label, talked me into recording. Uh, the name of the band is derived from the song The Sharp Hint of New Tears off their debut album, The Swiss Army Romance. Um, I am not a fan of Further Seems Forever. I've tried That's listening to them. Right. Not a fan. <laughs> That's interesting. Yes. I like them. Oh, okay. I totally forgot that that was his yes. first band. Exactly, yeah. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dashboard Conventional, their first recording was in uh, 2000 on the LP, The Swiss Army Romance. Initially, uh, the side project... Uh, Further Seems Forever was the band he was in. Crabba left the band before the album was released to record and release his second solo album, The Places You Have Come to Fear the Most, and a follow-up EP, So Impossible, were both released under the name Dashboard Confessional. Um, After the success of the second album, Crabba was asked to perform on MTV's Unplugged, and the subsequent live release marked the first time many of the songs were recorded with a full band. Um... So I will say that I am a Dashboard fan up until the full band. Okay. I don't mind some of the songs. Hmm. But once you get to Spider-Man, Spider-Man soundtrack, soundtrack yeah, yeah. that's when you lose me. <laughs> that's when I fall off the Chris Crabba train. Well, what was that song? Hands Down? Was that the one from Spider-Man? No. Um, uh oh i get it sometimes confused with the nickelback song or is it puddle of mud Um, (laughs) i think it's nickelback yeah (laughs) um yeah i forgot about the yes but hands down they did acoustic on swiss army romance hands down originates from the so impossible ep oh okay then they did it with a full band correct i like the acoustic better yes okay yeah Um, yeah, and so after the MTV Unplugged, Dashboard Confessional blew up, and 
I would say um, if I had to put like a Mount Rushmore of uh, emo people who made emo bands, not bands, but actual people, Chris Caraba for me would be on my Mount Rushmore of like, this is emo. (laughs) Yeah. He would be like the... uh like the fourth guy on there that's <laughs> yeah. like equally important, but yeah. nobody really knows who it is. So the funniest thing is people at my work, they listen to, you know, modern day sad music. And I'm like, have you ever heard you Dashboard? No. And they're like, who's Dashboard? I'm like, so I start showing them songs yeah. and they're like, oh, I feel that. And I'm like, see, yeah. y'all don't understand yes. the amount, like, Dashboard is a fantastic band. Yeah, but have you heard XXXTentacion? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that it's, is. It's pretty crazy to me that after it, him being him doing Dashboard for about 20 years now, these songs don't feel dated. No. And I'm a big no, Elliot Smith fan, and Elliot Smith feels like the 90s for the most part, there's some stuff that doesn't, but a lot of the stuff for me feels like it's from the nineties Yeah, where there's something and it's different than other emo bands. Like there's something about dashboard that's still pre, um, Spider-Man, uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that just, it, it doesn't feel like the early two, the early aughts, the early aughts. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I want to do is I want to text Taylor Swift and tell her, Hey, listen to dashboard. Oh yeah, totally changed her life because I, she wouldn't start out. You in country. think you're sad? <laughs> Hold up, I got some heartbreak for you, girl. Oh, you mean text her now? Yeah, I think she knows about Dashboard now. <laughs> She's a musician. I, I'm not like hip on music to know like do these do these things still exist? Like, is there a guy with an acoustic guitar? That is as famous as Chris Crabba. No. That has like a little three piece of a dude with a little snare drum and a little no. bass. No, definitely not that style. Um, maybe something else, but like I would argue that there wasn't too much like that beforehand. Yeah. So whatever that would be right now, maybe like James Bay or something. Hmm. Or uh what's that guy? Sam Smith. Oh yeah. You know, maybe he would be that like this generation's Chris Crabba. Like he's doing Sad emotional songs, uh, but a different style. Yeah, you know. I, I don't think know if you can compare them, but I think it's all about technology. And again, because before it's like, all right, what uh, what was that? Early two thousands. Mm. Yeah, didn't have Nine. cell phones. So <laughs> all it. you had was an acoustic guitar and a way to record your music. And it's like yeah. I wrote something in a journal. This is how I feel. So you express those emotions. Versus now, it's like I go yeah. onto my computer and I'm like beep boop boop beep boop mm-hmm. boop boop. And I make a beat, and I do the same thing over that. That's true. So it yeah. changes the whole aspect of how music is recorded and presented at. Right, yeah. Yeah, you'd get a little 8-track recorder, and you wouldn't put any effects in there. It's like no. If you want to make an EP by yourself, you just do acoustic guitar and maybe a drum machine Because even like when I was in high school, I, I had a cell phone. It was a new thing for a cell phone. But I also had the little, you know, the tiny tapes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, recorder. Yeah. I would record it on there because that's what my mom gave me. She's like, you can record music on there. I'm like, this is cool. Yeah, yeah I remember doing that. What was it for? I, I can't remember what band. I think it was for Takeover. I think I got in big trouble and I wasn't able to leave my house <laughs> for like a month. And I recorded songs and I gave them to, I know I gave them to Dustin and I think I gave them to Adrian. I'm not sure if I gave them to you, but, um, but they were because I was just like, 
we can't practice, but these are the songs I'm working <laughs> on. And I remember Dustin was like able the first times like yeah. we played it live. He was like, yeah, I know the song. We're drumming. I'm yeah. drumming. I'm doing it. Yeah. Two step here. Yeah. So the this is the opening track for you to notice is off the So Impossible EP. It's a four song EP. Um, again, this is where Hands Down originates from. Did not throw Hands Down on this. Um, I thought about putting Hands Down on this mixtape, but I really like For You to Notice. I don't know how many people know this song um, because it is a deeper cut dashboard song. Yeah, It's not on anything else. It's only on this. Um, it was released in 2001. Uh, it's got a four minute and 23 second uh, run time. I remember there's a kid named Jamie in high school that had the little, it was a little device that you could put on your guitar on the strings to do, you know how the opening, the sound of the song? Yeah. Where it's like Celtic something. Yes. Whatever that is. Yeah. Um, I remember Jamie had one and he's like, check it out. I can do it like this song. Yeah. <laughs> it, it turns it into a violin of sorts. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So instead of picking, it's a electronic like vibration of the string. Exactly. So yeah. you play the note. It goes. Yeah. And what do you put it on? It's, you, you put, put it, it on the, the, strings. the strings. Like that you're playing. It's this little tiny box that you just Is put on there. Is this for electric then? Yeah. So you put it over well, the pickup? You can put it on acoustic. anything, yeah. Or, well, no, I, I think. Know. No, you might be right. I think. You need an electric acoustic, so you have to put it over a pickup. I think you're right there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I've never used one. I've always seen mm. them. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have you guys heard this song before? I have. Nice. But I didn't know. I don't know where. Okay. Yeah. My thing with Dashboard, and I really like Dashboard. I want to get that out there right now before <laughs> I say the other stuff, is all of Dashboard songs sound like one big Dashboard song to me. Yes. There's... For sure, on the first like, but twenty songs. But they're, it's, I wouldn't say that they sound alike. You know, like there's certain bands like Everclear, where all of their songs. <laughs> Why'd you go to Everclear? Because all their songs sound the same. <laughs> like you could sing, you know, an Everclear song to any other. Wait, am I thinking the right one? No, it's yeah, Everclear. Yeah, it's Everclear. Yeah, yeah. we've had this so discussion before. So all their songs before. sound alike. Yeah, Dashboard's not like that. They have a style, and I don't know which songs are which. So when I saw the mm. title of the song, I was like, I don't know if I heard this one. And yeah. I listened to it, and I, uh, I thought immediately that it was the song that you and Kyle used to use to warm up. No. But it's not. It's not. And I just realized that about 45 seconds ago. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But I can't remember what that song was. Uh, that's, that's Screaming Infidelities. No, it was a different one. Oh, it's like put on your makeup. You always made up. Was that screaming infidelities? Uh, it was one that he yes. knew from before. Yes, and you knew it on guitar, and he was like, "Fuck yeah!" Yes, I, I know you're talking what it about. Was. I know yeah. you're talking about. <laughs> but I was thinking that this whole time that this was like the song that you guys used to warm up with, and it brought back those memories. And I'd heard it somewhere before. I'd never been like an avid dashboard listener, but yeah. I had heard this one hmm. somewhere. You heard it before? I haven't heard this before. Are I, you a dashboard head? So, okay. I it, It's a, a very gray area because you're, you're like, hey, are you a fan of dashboard? I like them. Name a song. Eh, there's, that, there's that one that they play. <laughs> 
every time I've listened to them, of course, it fits into the emotion sense of it. Of that's a sad song. I like that. I've heard a lot of dashboard songs where I'm like, hey, I like that. Yeah. Uh, growing up, it was surrounded all around me. Um, it, just the topic of just being an emo acoustic genre of band. It, it's it's always been there, and that's one of them that I would throw up for a first of that's something sad, and I love that, and that draws me in because of that, and I enjoy them because of that. I haven't heard the song, and I, you know, I, I like this song because it fits Dashboard. I saw the name of them, and I'm like, ooh, I like where this journey will go. Hey, yeah. It is, I mean, it is a journey. Uh, <laughs> it did is. you ever listen to a full album of theirs? Or? I've heard a lot of stuff. I can't put a name to anything. Okay. Yeah. I remember hearing their... Uh, so my introduction to them was that uh, full band MTV Unplugged thing. Yeah. And I, I didn't like it at first. Yeah. Like, it's just at the time, I wasn't listening to that kind of music. And uh, then I think you might have given me Swiss Army Romance, actually. Mm-hmm. And that made me really like them. Yeah. Uh, then I started listening to their other stuff. And the full band stuff, I do like some of it, but not as much. It sounded more watered down and like the they didn't really care about it as much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for me, Dashboard, I go, when uh, I talked about transitional music, I go Taking Back Sunday, and then I go directly into Dashboard Confessional. Mm. Like, there's no other area there. There's no, I don't go to Brand New next. I don't go to any other band next. I go directly into Dashboard. Um, and Chris Graba, he's just my guy. Yeah. He's just he's just the guy. He's a guy. great songwriter. Um, there's something very obviously overly emotional to the way that he sings. But mm-hmm. for me, there's like a weird sense of masculinity behind it as well. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because of like, when you look at him, he's just this like a small little Italian dude looking. Yeah. And so he like, he doesn't, it doesn't come off that he's like this, you know, overly emotional guy. Yeah. Um, there mm-hmm. was, I tried looking this up, um, and I couldn't find it. I remember it used to be lore, that dashboard confessional was built from his dad dying in a car and he rebuilt the car and oh. he would talk to the car oh, like night rider yes but i can't i tried looking it up i remember that used to be the thing that's like this is where like cuz he he talks about he was going through something really emotional and he talks about he was journaling and but I remember it being that he his dad died. He rebuilds the car that, that his dad died in, and then but I'm pretty sure his sister might have died in a car too. I don't know. I remember it being one of those things that I learned. I was like, what a fucking badass. <laughs> That's kind of like the story of Fast and the Furious. Too. <laughs> like Vin Diesel rebuilt. I'm just confusing Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <and Dashboard. laughs> then he came around. And he's like, you got to give me a yeah. 10 second car. Yeah. You know? <laughs> He owned a little deli where they made tuna fish sandwiches. (laughs) They also sold stole DVDs. (laughs) Um, Yeah, what did you guys think about uh, the song in general? I liked it. I liked opening up with this. Yeah, Um, it's the opening track from the So Impossible EP. Okay, so yeah, yeah. I did no research on this because I like being surprised in these things. Yeah, but I had some not no questions about this one, but questions about some other ones. Nice. this one, yeah, I I really like it. I like the lyrics. Like one thing that I noticed about him, uh, and I don't know if he 
does all of the instrumentation himself or if he has somebody else playing with him. Mm. But there's some like background guitar notes. Yeah. Totally reminds me of your style, too. I was heavily influenced okay. by, by Chris Kraft. <laughs> That's interesting. And it is similar to uh, the um, the second guitarist on from the Gaslight Anthem. Yeah. They have a similar style and Touche Amore, yes. which all reminds me. It's of, like this weird open picking that they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, I, as soon as I heard it when I was a young lad, I was like, this is for me. Yeah. <laughs> and his guitar always sounds so good. So clean. Like, I, it, acoustic songs can come off shitty sometimes. Yeah. You know, just sound flat and dull. But it sounds like he's playing through a 12 string. Yeah. It like, sounds manufactured, like, to yeah. how crisp it is. I remember the first time I really heard like a crisp guitar in real life was when Dan got an ovation. Ooh, yeah. And I was like, this is what an acoustic can sound like. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. it's so hard. ovation too. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's so hard because I'm pretty sure Chris Crabb, like he, I want to say he plays on Taylor's. I think um, so. So. I but, always associated that with him. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Because uh, I, I hadn't like, played a nice tailor until i was way older i was yeah. like holy shit <laughs> i think their cheapest one is like 700 bucks and i still want to get one yes <laughs> it sounds so good but they have a fullness to their sound like yeah. in maybe it's just a production no when i've seen them do live stuff too it always sounds great yeah. and there's a unique style and it's like his his unique strumming pattern there's not too many musicians that can get that down like a lot of it is just the musician like picks their voice and their mm-hmm. lyrics, and then the music is a background to that. But I feel like he has a unique style where if I just heard the the guitar being played, I could be like, "Oh, that's Chris Caraba." Yeah, even though it is just strumming, yeah, and just exactly. picking some notes. But yeah, this song was great. Um, I like the the whole structure of it. It's a and, very simple song. Yeah, super simple. Yeah, yeah. But makes he makes it sound interesting mm-hmm. too. You know. Um, and I never really like listened to the lyrics before. I just knew about the song, so I really enjoyed the lyrics. Like trying to focus on them. Um, RJ as yeah. Mr. Lyrics. Yeah. Did you like the song? I enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> I haven't heard the song I, that I recall. Like I've said, I've heard a lot of dashboard songs. Um, I might have heard this in passing. But oh, the sorry, the Spider-Man song is vindicated. Yes. Uh, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so just listening to it, I enjoyed the lyrics. I like the message and the theme. And, of course, you throw this on. You're like, hey, this is a dashboard song, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, just the overall feel, I enjoy this, especially as an intro track, uh, just bringing us in. And I'm like, okay, I like this. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was a good intro track. Fits good at the beginning. I haven't thought about reordering the songs, but I don't see this one going anywhere else besides the beginning. Yeah, I think... As we go through this, there's maybe more than half the songs for intro tracks. So that's also, that's always a Ooh, yeah. a hard thing to balance. Yeah, I can see that. Um, all right, let's move on to track number two. We've got Make Yourself at Home from the starting line off the Make Yourself at Home EP. Um, the starting line is an American pop punk band based from Philadelphia uh, that formed in 1999. Uh, the band would become the starting line. It was initiated uh, via email. Uh, I thought this was a funny story. Uh, guitarist Matt uh, initiated um, and emailed Kenny, who's the 
uh, Vasoli. He's the vocalist. Uh, it asked if the 14-year-old Vasoli, who was at the time in a band called Smash Adams, was interested in jamming and shit. As the message title read, only a few weeks later, Vasoli found himself rehearsing with his future bandmates, Watts, and uh, guitarist Matt Gola, and drummer Tom Krasinski, maybe? Krasinski? I don't know. Um, soon, the starting, uh, soon the band formed, and I totally forgot this, because um, as I read, I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, they were originally called Sunday Drive. Hmm. Um, yeah, and I believe that there was... A, they were starting to get some popularity, and then there was another band called Sunday Drive, and so they had to change their name. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it was uh, a Christian 14. rock band called Sunday Drive. Yeah. So he's fourteen when they started. Yeah, nineteen ninety nine. Wow. Which they got their popularity probably right when he was hitting like eighteen. Yeah. Um. No, even sooner, maybe even sixteen to seventeen. Honestly. Wow. Yeah, because he's when you look at the like. Um, the music videos i don't know if you've seen Best of me yeah, yeah he's real young yeah that's <laughs> a widow baby boy yeah him and sunny they were just these little tykes <laughs> yeah. running around uh i didn't know this uh the starting line only had three full-length albums i don't know too much about them yeah yeah um yeah are they still around no ah. uh well they yeah, I don't think that they're still... Did they do side projects or anything, or start other bands? I believe so. Because that's interesting for a band to start at the age of 14 yeah. and it's be so successful. Young. Yeah. Uh, you know, or have some success, even make three albums. Yeah. You know, that is, uh, that's a hard hard thing to do. Do yeah. you have the the gaps of the albums? No, I don't. Because like 14, 15, 16, 17 maybe... They made three of their albums. Yeah, probably. I would assume that they pumped them out pretty quickly. That's mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, for I like a seventeen. The last one that they made was the most popular one with the uh, best of me on it. That was their first one. That was their first one. That's their first then album. They made two after that. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, make yourself a home EP that came out in two thousand three. So that's four years into their career. So he's eight, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it contains, uh, this EP contains six acoustic songs, including five new songs and an acoustic version of Best of Me, previously released as an electric version from their 2002 studio album, Say It Like You Mean It, uh, which that album is fantastic. I love that album. Um, uh, yeah, this is the opening track uh, to the six song EP coming at three minutes and 57 seconds. Um, had you guys heard this song before? This one? No. Um, I think the only song by the starting line I've ever heard is Best of Me, oh, honestly. Okay. Yeah. But I really like that song. Yeah. Uh, have you heard, heard the acoustic version? No, and I can't imagine it now. I don't yeah, think I'd you like would love, it. Yeah, I think that you would love really? it. Really? Yeah. Okay. I feel like that needs that intensity of the oh, uh, no. band coming in. <laughs> oh, all right. Yeah, I'd never heard the song before. RJ? I have not heard the song. Mm. Had you guys seen this EP before? Mm-mm. No, it's a not. weird little EP because you know how this song has like a kind of a weird little intro. Yeah, they have that's like a, a theme in it. It's not like super consistent, but like it's like it's a weird little like mixture of like pushing record and then like waiting a little bit. I don't. I don't it's know. just like them <laughs> meandering around. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. What'd you guys think of the song? I liked it. It was yeah. super catchy. Um, 
I liked the. I feel like this is the only one on the mixtape with some kind of drums or like percussion. Uh, the next song. The next is. one too. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. Yeah, but this one has that little drum machine beat. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> yeah. I, it was. Uh, I like when they add little stuff like that, like not full on drums, yeah. but you know something to change it up. But I was wondering if this was an acoustic version of a full band song. This, this is just. This is this only exists on its own. Yep. Same. So, yeah. With first, all of them, right? Um, besides one of them. Besides one of them. Yes, the, the first four, you can only find them on okay. these EPs. Okay. <laughs> yeah, because I had notes for that, for all of them. I was yeah. like, I wonder if this is like the original version of the song or if it's an acoustic mm-hmm. version. Because a lot of, like this one, I'd be curious to hear an electric version of it. Yeah, it'd yeah. be cool. Yeah, because the dual be guitar like intro is like, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, and it's really catchy, really poppy. Yeah. Like it's stuck in my head for the whole week. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I like this one. RJ? So, this song. <laughs> the way they started off, I was annoyed by his voice. Really? Yes. Are you I, not a starting line fan? I like some of the, I like their songs. Tell okay. me when you do. And then, and then, have you heard Bedroom Talk? Yeah. I like that song. Yeah. The line is, I'm going to tear her ass up like we would just got married. And you're all mine now. <laughs> So I like that. I enjoyed it. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, a different song. This was in this yeah. song. I but it's about taking that. pills. I don't know. But yeah. as soon as <laughs> Dashboard pills. finishes and this one comes in, pills? I'm just like, all right, I know the starting line. I know the songs. And this one popped on. And I'm like, I don't know if it's maybe he, maybe he's in a different key or something. It just starts off. And I'm like, I don't like that. And then eventually throughout the song, I'm like, all right, I accept you for who you are. <laughs> But the beginning... Treating the song like a trans person? (laughs) (laughs) The beginning irritated me. I don't know if it was just something, the way he started it, and then the drum track. I didn't like that. You didn't like that? I I despise that. Oh, weird. Whatever... Would you like something else there, like a shaker? A shaker would be cool. If they put... (laughs) I don't know. I thought about this. A a tambourine? You want a tambourine? tambourine? (laughs) You want a... Clop, clop, clop. You want the fish? You want the fish? Clop a trap. Where you go, you want the fish sticks? On the fish? You want the fish sticks? <laughs> what do you want? What do you want with this? You want just two wooden sticks? You want the steel drum, boy? <laughs> maybe they played some spoons. Some spoon? You want spoon, man? <laughs> but this is garden, man. Initially, that one just irritated me. This is my least favorite song on the track Ooh, of, the, of the mix. I think it's interesting. I'd be curious if. If uh, if you took a deeper look into the starting line, I if this song irritates you at first, I don't think yeah. <laughs> you look because we can maybe at the end of this talk about uh, who has the whiniest voice, but he's up there. He came in and it was just like boom, and I'm like, ooh, I don't like that. And then like halfway through, I'm like, all right, that's the way that that's yeah. that's what I'm gonna get. Yeah. So I accept it, and then I started looking at previous starting line songs, and I was like, all right, I kind of like that one, but it's all their popular songs. Yeah. And I was like, I've heard them millions of times. Do they have other popular songs? Uh, I would say Up and Go is probably. Behind Best of Me, Up and Goes probably. And Bedroom Talk pops up on my, you know, my mix of music I listen to at work. So this is really? in the genre of stuff I listen to. Yeah. Okay. But it's just kind of like the beginning of it. Just and then I heard the drum track and I was like, ah, you know. All right. 
I kind of thought this would be your least favorite one. Strange. I did. I did not like this yeah. one. Well, this. Uh, I don't know. Well, I, one of my favorite things about EPs and about all of these songs is you get to see the band a little differently. It like, is different. Yeah, even for you to notice by Dashboard, using that opening that he uses on there, like there's no other Dashboard song that's like that. Yeah. And other than Remember to Breathe, which is also on the song that's Possible. That's the song okay. <laughs> that you guys use to warm yes, up. I love that song. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, other than that song, yeah, Kyle could hit. Yeah. I forgot how Remember well. Remember that? Kyle could hit Chris Carava's range. Yes. He was like dialed into that range. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes, because Remember to Breathe is the only other, like, so the For You to Notice, that song is really slow. Like, a lot of Dashboard songs are pretty quick. Like, his guitar playing is fairly quick for what he's doing. Yeah. Of course, it's not like, he's not Maiden, but. (laughs) Yeah. But. Um, but yeah, Kyle, uh, shout out to Kyle because he yeah. can, he was able to find Carabba's range, which is not an easy range to hit. Um, yeah. But yeah, starting line, this song, I feel, and the songs on this album, if you, if you guys take another look at it, they're just a little different to where it's like, are you guys just experimenting? Like, are you just like playing around and yeah. this is what happened? You guys made a six song EP. Okay. You know? And Best of Me is on this one, too, the acoustic yeah, version? Yeah, the acoustic version. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to check anything out uh, beforehand, but I really wanted to listen to more by Starting Line. Um, not because I liked this song that much, but just because I had never listened to them before, and yeah. I only knew Best of Me. Mm. But these two songs, like Best of Me and this song, were very different. So it kind of made me want to listen to more of this EP. Yeah. So the yeah. songs, even with like the bedroom one, I've heard those... I didn't hate him. This this one in your mix, I was not you know favorable for. Yeah, but um, I'm intrigued, especially with the three hits that they present. That I'm like, hey, I kind of might like this band. I want to listen to them more now. Yeah. Did you like their other albums? Uh, just the first one. Okay. Yeah. Did you listen to their other ones at all? I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird how that happens with some bands. Like yeah. you like them so much, and then like. Oh, we're gonna get into that kind of what we were talking about though <laughs> with like not releasing things yeah. often enough yes like they can't keep your attention so if they don't release an ep to keep your attention the next album comes out and you kind of forget about it yeah exactly yeah yeah uh and it was weird because uh a lot of emo bands start they start us as, as pop punk bands right and then they just happen to slow things down just a hair, and then they become emo bands, basically. And maybe their voice gets a little whinier. And the starting line, especially this first album that they have, um, that album is very pop-punk, similar to another band that we're going to get to eventually. Um, but I think that they didn't roll with the times as things started to change, because Brand New started as pop-punk, and then you got Deja and Tondu that comes out, and you're like, where are we going now, guys? Yeah. What's happening here? Yeah. Um, so I Every think that, album by a brand new. Yeah, exactly. Some evolution. I just listened to the devil and the God raging inside so, me the all best. the way through. It's the best for the first time the other day. Nice. I'd heard, I'd heard all the songs before, yeah. but like separately. Yeah. Great album. Yeah. And I didn't know that Jesse Lacey was originally in taking back Sunday. Oh yeah. They were best friends. Fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense. Like for your favorite weapon, and uh, tell her your friends. Mm-hmm. 
There's a similarity there that I never noticed before. Oh yeah, there's yeah. there's they have uh, individual songs on each of those albums that are about each other. Really? That like we the um, Timberwolves in New Jersey or is it Fight Club or Head Club? I can't remember. But like best friends to me, best friends. Like it's there. Oh. There's songs where it's literally talking about each other. Is they it Straylight Run too? That they had. Yeah. Straylight Run does that too. They talk yeah. shit about brand new. No, uh, no Take they... Back Sunday because the guitar player from Take Back Sunday left. Oh, so yeah. the singer of Take Back Sunday must be a real piece of shit. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> he pissed off Adam. Sunday. He inspired two whole bands. <laughs> <laughs> but they cool write a song rings. about just like you're my buddy. Huh. Oh. Wow. Um, all right, so uh, let's move on to track number three here. We've got "In Like a Lion," always winter, by Reliant K. Off of the Apathetic EP. Mm-hmm. Now, Reliant K is an American rock band formed in 1998 in Ohio. Um, wow. There's a lot of emo bands that come from the Midwest. Yeah. Seems like. Well, they're literally a genre called Midwest emo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the band is named after guitarist Hoops Automobile, a Plymouth Reliant K, uh, with the yeah. spelling intentionally altered to avoid trademark infringement. Also known as a Dodge Aries. <laughs> Uh, the group is associated with the contemporary Christian music culture, most notably the Christian rock and punk scene. The band received numerous awards, including a Grammy Award nomination in 2004 for a Best Rock Gospel Album. Uh. <laughs> uh, Reliant K also starred in an educational drug abuse prevention film called Natural High Four. Sick. The band members provided advice to young adults to stay off drugs and to pursue their personal best. What? Uh, I wish I knew what their <laughs> advice was. Like, what is the natural high? Like, just breathe really hard, yeah. really fast. You get a little bit of a buzz. Just say, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. The natural high, I feel like that's like uh, Up in Smoke by Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, <laughs> and like Exhibit, but it's like part two. I think it's more like, Doing favors for your friends <laughs> gives you a natural high. Terror <laughs> Heroin. <laughs> it's from a flower. Uh, yeah, so the Apathetic EP is the fifth EP released by Reliant K. It was released in 2005 and was initially packaged with copies of Mm-hmm, but it was also available separately. The EP reached number 94 on the Billboard 200, the song In Like a Lion Always Winter was originally intended to be included on the album music inspired by The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, huh. The Witch, and The Wardrobe, but was later excluded. Oh. So this song in particular was a song that they made for something else for The Chronicles of Narnia, and they were like, no thank you. And they're like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> and rejected. so it got rejected, Damn. and they put it on this EP. Sick move. Now, I will be the first person to say that I don't like Reliant K. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. As an album, I don't mind. Yeah. But there is something about them that always bugs me. Yes. <laughs> There's something on their stuff. But I remember buying this apathetic EP and because I remember liking mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like the people who liked mm-hmm. Um, but I saw this EP. I was buying a bunch of EPs. I was like, I'll try this EP out too. And the EP, surprisingly, is pretty dang good. It is. 
Uh, and this song in particular is a weird song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't know of another way to say, like, it's just a weird song. Uh, yeah. There's some, <laughs> there's a lot of weird stuff about it. Um, the, how it fits in the playlist is kind of weird, too, but it yeah. does kind of fit. Like, this song is straight up about Jesus. Right? Oh, yeah. Okay. It, it's about a giant lion. Now uh, you yeah, know yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All like always winter, never Christmas. Yeah. Like there's so much like Jesus stuff. I was like, I'm, I think I decoded this song. <laughs> I figured this is out. natural high five. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got you guys figured out. But that apathetic EP is great. Oh, you have heard it before. Yeah. Oh, apathetic EP. Nice. I've heard some of. Mm-hmm, I've heard. Okay. Um, but I listen to the apathetic EP a lot, and I don't remember why. I don't know what it is about it. Like yeah, it's good. That's yeah. the only good one. Exactly. I tried to listen to other stuff. Our old roommate uh, really liked him. Like he was Christian, like grew up super Christian, went mm-hmm. to all the Christian shows, and was like telling me other songs because I was trying to remember the name of the song that I liked, and he's like, "Oh, it's probably this one." Yeah. It's like, nope, this one sucks. <laughs> and he would play me like four or five different songs. I'm like, nah, it's none of these. Like all of the songs, I just couldn't get into. It sounds like Christian rock. Yeah. But Apathetic EP doesn't. It sounds like they're trying to make music. I had a hard time putting the song on this mix because I don't like being associated with Reliant K. <laughs> <laughs> like People are going to see that I put Reliant K on a mix and they'll be like, oh, he's <laughs> one of those guy. guys. <laughs> oh, he's a Reliant K guy. <laughs> but Pass. there's something about not only the Apathetic EP, which I want to talk about, but there's something about this song that... I just, I know it's corny as fuck. Like, I know it is. And I know it's about Jesus, but, like, I like it. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but I like it. (laughs) So why did you pick this song over all of the other songs? So I think this is a case where this EP has, like, eight songs. Um, It's a pretty long album. Yes. I don't know how many songs are on it. Um, But this song in particular was, like, a song that didn't, a lot of the other songs are acoustic songs that yeah. originate from mm-hmm. Um, so this song in particular is something that you can only find on the CP. Okay. Yeah. So that's why. Okay. I, and I just like, I like the song. I okay. Mean, yeah. All right. RJ. Yeah. I enjoy the song, but for people that know me, I like my Christmas songs. Oh, oh this is this. I like Christmas songs too. Oh, shit, <laughs> literally There's something that happens people, in the air. People right? at work, they're yeah. like, you know, it's what is it? August. They're like, you know, it's August, and I'm like, I don't do this for you. <laughs> this is for me. I'm singing "Deck the Halls" because it's catchy and Deck and. My and, balls. <laughs> and it's cold outside. I heard that. I'm like, all right. I never got into the band. Yeah. Never got in the band. I've heard about the band. Mm-hmm. Never really listened to him. Like, if you're like, pick a hit, I'm like, I did not give two shits about to listen to a hit by them. Yeah. But I heard this and I was like, all right, it reminds me of Christmas. <laughs> it is a Christmas song. And I was like, I like this. Is it a Christmas song? It is. I'm pretty sure they made a Christmas album. It's Reliant a Christmas song in the way Die Hard's a Christmas movie. Or hold on. No. Dustin Kendrew made a Christmas song, and all his songs are just sad songs related to Christmas, and that is a Christmas album. This still, isn't, this isn't celebrating Christmas, though. It's he's not he's talking about this metaphorically. song. Could but Christmas is about Jesus. Yeah, but it's like metaphorically using. Wait, wait, it's the, not about presents. <laughs> <laughs> this song could be in a Hallmark Christmas movie. 
It could. Just in the sense that the people that watch a Hallmark Christmas movie are so dumb that they would fucking hear the word Christmas and be like, the fucking Christmas song. <laughs> Uh, there's there's one Christmas song that I hate. It's something. It's about shoes. It's about little shoes. It's about shoes. Um, the, something about shoes. Elf Poor shoes. boy shoes. Is that that Mariah Carey song? <laughs> Don't you ever say an unkind word about Mariah. <laughs> That's a good Christmas song. It is good. Yeah, she had a whole Christmas album. <laughs> Probably. I don't remember. No, she does. I think Christina Aguilera did too. She does. So we we watch. The animated Grinch movie once a week. Once a week? Yeah. My son loves Damn. it. I okay. love it. I like Christmas. All right. Sue me. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> I'm, I just want to be on record saying I don't like Christmas. <laughs> and that's, hey, Mike, there's a Grinch in the room. Yeah. I'm not a Grinch. I don't even care enough about Christmas to be a Grinch. The Grinch cares so much that he wants to take it away from other people. I just want to exist on my own and not enjoy Christmas I like the, by myself. The atheist who and Whoville, <laughs> and that's yeah. death. She's like, just leave me out of all this. Let me just say, I have a twelve foot inflatable Santa that I want to put outside on our front lawn. But Devin, he yeah, doesn't. no, and if I drink enough, I'll go help you set it up. It's cool to watch that thing inflate. But I don't care about Christmas. Um, I. Think the song to me in the mix as track number three is a little bit of a palate cleanser. Yes, I agree because it gives you some drums. You're playing some piano, and then for me, I've said this multiple times. Track number three can restart mixes, and for me, putting this here, it like restarts the mix, and it's like, oh shit, we're at it again with yeah. track number four. I'm gonna be honest. Okay, 100 percent agree. Yeah. I, I saw like this how, and I was like, this is a good middle track. Yeah. It's kind of like how Daniel Cormier takes the third round off. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> that's funny. This is my least favorite one on the mix. And See, I would have figured it's it, because he said the word Christmas. <laughs> that's funny. Up. I thought RJ, this would have been RJ's least favorite one. On no, I'm a Christmas fan. I thought he would like this one because I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I didn't think about the Christmas aspect of yeah. it at all. <laughs> No, I saw that and I'm like, I like the song. Don't know the band, like the song. I'm excited for your Christmas mix. Ooh, ooh, you got to strategically release that. You know, ooh, yes. Okay, I never thought about that. That's amazing. Yeah, they have Christmas in summer. Oh, okay. I mean, but you got to do it mid Christmas next week or something. I got this. You got to you got to figure out the timeline. You worry about you. You worry about you. Your holiday mix. You know, <laughs> Thanksgiving you to Christmas. Kwanzaa song. <laughs> Kwanzaa song. <laughs> your Hanukkah song. What is a Kwanzaa song? <laughs> I don't know. Jay Z. It's just Jay Z. Uh, Beyonce Prince. made a new album. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. It's track number six. Oh, so this is a seven-song EP. Okay. Um, so it is. It's track number six on there. Three minutes and forty-three seconds. Um. Yeah. I think it's a great Reliant K song, and I like it all right That's, all right all right going right. with this <laughs> never been a fan of them never gave them a chance with this should i listen to them because i enjoyed the song i think you should listen to them mm-hmm. i think you might actually like them as a band i mean as long as they don't get 
because they're not outwardly like preachy like a lot of uh, Christian gospel bands are. Yeah, and I'm, I have nothing against Christian gospel bands. It's just I have everything against them. Because <laughs> <laughs> who would you compare them to? Um, every other pop punk emo band. I like every other pop <laughs> punk emo band. I don't know. There, uh, compare them to the band Sherwood. Which I've is, heard them. Okay. Yeah, and they're not like. I don't know. It's not like a big band. It's just I can listen to them every once in a while. It's very like sugary. Like, have you heard, remember the band? I was all about them. I only knew their one hit song, but May. Oh yes, yes, the, yes. The summertime, good, yes. Dee, 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 and I was like, example. all right, I get it. It's not really like punky, but it's honestly just, yeah. the band that I would compare them the most to is a band that I don't like. Hazel and Bun. Yes, but <laughs> Jack's Mannequin. Okay. Yes. okay. And it's like, I get it, man. Yeah. <laughs> you had cancer. I get it. <laughs> get off my back. <laughs> With that type of music, I feel like I get the concept. I don't want to listen to too much. Maybe an EP would be wonderful. Yeah. But the rest of it, I don't want to listen to a whole album. Yeah. A band that I like, Something Corporate, I feel is kind of oh, similar. Oh, I like Something Corporate. Yeah. Yeah. Something Corporate for sure. And uh, what's the other one? Steel Train. Is I never got into them. Mm-mm. I kind of like them. Yeah. That's where the guy, like, the guy like from the, name. the band <laughs> Fun came from. No, oh, not fun. They're probably not fun. Bleachers. Oh, I don't know. Okay. okay. Never mind. All right. Uh, moving on here. Track number four. Starting in the best possible way this song. Uh, My Heart is the Worst Kind of Weapon by Fall Out Boy off of My Heart Will Always Be the B-Side of My Tongue. EP. Sick title. It, it really is. Classic emo title. <laughs> uh, so, Fall Out Boy, American rock band, formed in Illinois um, in 2001. Um, Patrick Stump, Pete Wentz, Midwest. You know the story. Um, you know that they got their name boy from... Boy Meets Boy. <laughs> from Simpsons. Everyone yeah. knows that. Um, everyone knows where Fall Out Boy is now. They're <laughs> the biggest band ever yeah. in the last decade. I can't stand dance, dance, but it's a song that they it's made. A song. <laughs> it is a song. Um, now, Fall Out Boy's first album that they made is a fantastic album. Yeah, that album Saturday is they Saturday they do an acoustic version on this album as well. Mm, okay, um, but Saturday is a great song. Dead on Arrival is a great song. Um, is Grand Theft Auto on this EP? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Is that unique to this EP, or is it... No. That, that's on... Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so My Heart Will Always Be the B-Side to My Tongue is the third EP by Fall Out Boy, released in 2004, uh, off of Fueled by Ramen. Um, it was released as a digital CD while the band was recording their major label debut album from Under the Cork Tree in 2005 for Island Records. So this was in between going from small label to big label. And they came out with this. Yeah. Um, uh, the CD is packaged with a bonus DVD featuring the background of the band, music video for Dead on Arrival, and Grand Theft Autumn, um, Where's Your Boy, and acoustic performances and more extras. I remember when I bought this, I was so excited because they had all this bonus feature footage oh yeah i remember watching it and be like oh it's so cool because you see them like touring and stuff like that i remember getting so excited (laughs) (laughs) uh because this was before 
fallout boy you you couldn't say you liked him in public exactly <laughs> exactly i have that same note in my phone yeah oh yeah this is be- so this is in between their first album and from our from Motor Cork Tree? Yes. Okay. This so is in between. Pre-Sugar We're Going Down. Yes. Okay. Exactly. Which was a fine album. It was a fine album. It's fine. It's like saying that but, The Black Parade yes. is like, it's a fine album. Fine album. Fine. Three fine. Cheers is much better. Like, I'll but. listen to it, but on headphones. <laughs> yeah. Nobody can hear me listening to it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's the first track off of the five-song EP coming out at three minutes and 22 seconds. I'm going to start off with RJ. RJ, have you heard this song before? I have not heard the song. Ooh! <laughs> Does this make you look at Fall Out Boy any differently? So you, I don't know if you're ready for this. <laughs> I've hated Fall Out Boy. <laughs> Despise them. Y'all know I like Paramore? Yeah. I did not go to the tour with some people that I know that went because Fall Out Boy was their opener. Oh, I don't blame you for that. Yeah. No, I, I was mean, like, I don't want to hear come that? out swinging. Wait, That's Fall Out Boy stupid. open for Paramore? Yes. What year was Sick. that? This was like uh, I don't five remember. years ago. Oh. No. Yeah, no. I was like, like I don't ago. know if I want to do that. Post Panic at the Disco? I was like, I <laughs> hate that band. Despise them. I don't know if it'd be that good. Like opening up for Paramore that I enjoyed. Heard the song and I was like, all right. One, I do enjoy it being number four. Mm, okay. I loved it number four from the previous tracks. It was a big, all right, let's go again. Yeah. And I was like, I like that. I like it at a number four. Don't know if I like the band, but I heard the song and I was like, all right, I accept this for what it is. I like the energy they brought. It's Fall Out Boy, but you know what? Maybe I should give Fall Out Boy a listen. So did you, in this week, did you listen to this EP at all? The rest of the songs. I have not heard the rest of the. From I the think EP. they do a Joy Division cover. Mm-hmm. That is, they do Love Will Tear Us Apart. That mm-hmm. is fantastic. I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by them now. And I was like, you I know what? Know that song. I don't want to listen to the rest of their. <laughs> okay. Now we're not. I want to hear the rest of their stuff because you know what? I'm intrigued now. I've grown from like maybe my high school to days. The rest of their stuff. I shouldn't. I think no. you should listen to their first album. Their first album is great for yeah. a pop punk emo band. Like it's it's fantastic. Yeah, because usually Did you listen to the one with Sugar We're Going Down. I've heard their radio songs. That's it. You've never listened to that. Dance, and dance. There's and a I, lot of good songs on From Under Cork Tree that I would say you should I listen don't to. Believe you, okay? <laughs> because this is the, their style, his style. I never, I was never part of that. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't feel anything they're saying the way that they presented it and i was always against it but now like that yet again i'm not in high school anymore here's the thing between that first album (laughs) and this ep when you get to from under the cork tree they are a completely different band yeah they are it's literally i don't know i know it's pete wentz and he was like we could make a lot of money if we just do these things yeah Um, which he's he's a genius because that's what they did but they literally were just like Oh, we just we can just do this, and then we'll be incredibly successful. So, like their first album and this EP in particular, it sounds very little other than Patrick Stump's voice. Like that's yeah. that's it. There's another band called Punchline that was kind of associated with Fallout Boy. Oh yeah, and I've seen some live stuff with Patrick Stump and the guy from Punchline that is amazing. He's got a, a such a cool voice. Yeah, like 
I even in the newer shitty songs, I'm like, I appreciate your voice, and I wish you weren't doing this shitty music. Yeah, like he's got such a cool voice, and he could be doing the the original Fallout Boy stuff, right? But not making as much money. I believe that if you look up former bandmates for American Nightmare, I believe I have to double check this. I believe it used to, Patrick Wentz briefly played. In American Nightmare. Well, there was that lawsuit with American Nightmare and Fall Out Boy. I don't know if it's a whole band about yes. the poem that he reads. Correct. Yeah. So I believe that he briefly, before Fall Out Boy, because they were in the hardcore scene yeah. in the Chicago area into Boston. And I believe he briefly played with them, which wow. is crazy to think about. Yeah. I see that Moby played with a bunch of hardcore bands in the 80s. I don't like Moby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like he did that. Like yeah, he played right. in hardcore bands and then went and did a bunch of other shit. <laughs> Completely different. Yeah. You know? um, yeah. I'm assuming you like this song. I did. Yeah. yeah. My only problem with the song is the weird ending to it. Where it's I love just it. I love that it just ends. I thought that was strange. Yeah. And I, it caught me off guard every time. There's like a little pause, and I'm like, song's over. It could end there, and it'd be just fine. But they decided to put a bunch of chords behind it. Like, yeah. It was, it's kind of weird. It's my only problem with the song. Well, I think, it, for me, the way it ends and the way it begins, they match because they don't, like, no other, I can't think of other songs that are just, like, start the way this song starts. Yeah. You know, that's just, like, in your face with an acoustic guitar this way. Like, not some weird intro. You're not going to do, like, a weird intro here? Like, hmm. <laughs> See, it made me think that it was a, an acoustic version of Electric Song. Right. Because it has that weird acoustic outro. So I was like, oh, this is just them playing the full song. And on Electric, it sounds different. With a full band, it sounds different. It goes into another song, maybe. Right. Nope. Yeah. All just right. an acoustic. This is just how they start their EP right. with this acoustic song. All right. <laughs> so I was trying to analyze the reason why I hated the starting line, number two song. And I realized they came in just kind of like, we're going to do our song. But then I realized number four, Fall Out Boy does the kind of the same thing, but they're more intense when they're starting it. Yeah. And I still, I was like, maybe that's not what I like about it. But I, I like the song. I did not like number two. <laughs> but it's just, mm-hmm. I don't know why. Because third line, they have their their guitar riff that comes out. I enjoyed the guitar. Did not enjoy the guy's voice. Yeah. Well, I but think- this one, Fall Out Boy, number four starts. And I'm like, all right, I, you are Fall Out Boy. And I accept who you are. And I enjoy the song. Yeah. It's his voice. It's a... Uh- <clears throat> hey, Patrick Stump has such a unique voice. It does. Yeah, he does. I think it's called Melismatic singing hmm. where you take the it's like you're you're bending it you're he starts each phrase with a different note and goes nah, 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 oh nah. yeah like he does that a lot yeah um you can do it with guitar too and it sounds like a very vocal guitar but that's a lot of these people that have a cool voice they have that style whereas the starting line guy it's just dan 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 it was dan, off dan, it was very dan, off dan. yeah it's he, just his is notes. a very for for a band that was never nearly as successful as Fall Out Boy, is his voice is much more popular 
than Patrick Stumps. Yeah. Who's like Patrick Stumps, I don't know why people like his voice because I like it. Yeah. But it, like it works in this pop setting, which is like it shouldn't work in a pop setting because you can't understand half the things he's saying. Yeah. He's like, always <laughs> up in the high register, yeah. just kind of yelling at you. Where the dude from the starting line, it's like that's a pop voice. Yeah. You know, like he probably could have played in a boy band and would have yeah. been well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I love this EP. Fallout Boy, uh, Sean Myers, best friend. Fallout Boy was the band that we bonded over because everyone else wasn't listening to them. Um, it was like, uh, it would have been like 2006 or something um, when we were really bonding over Fallout Boy. Mm-hmm. So it was like, by the time From Under the Cork Tree came out, and everyone who was like cool and into music was like, fuck Fall Out Boy. <laughs> Hate him. Yeah. Um, but him and I were just like, but they still got good songs. Good songs. <laughs> so, Don't yeah. write them off because of this <laughs> bad thing they did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So, coming in at track number five, we've got Ever So Sweet by the early November off of the acoustic EP. Um, the early November is an American rock band from New Jersey. Uh, the group formed in 2001 and signed with drive through records in 2002. As of 2018, they have released two EPs, um, for all of this and the acoustic EP. Uh, they have released four full length albums, the rooms too cold and a couple of others. And then, uh, the band is currently signed to rise records. Uh, the acoustic EP was the second EP, um, and was released shortly before the band's first full-length CD in 2003. Um, so for all of this is their first EP that they came out with before yeah. they came out with a full-length album. And then even before their full-length album, they quickly put out an acoustic EP. Um, huh. So it's kind of weird. So they come out with two EPs before their first full-length album they're testing the waters <laughs> i guess i don't know what they were doing though yeah we'll get into the early november but i don't know how deep you guys go with them but they are fucking weird uh yeah yeah they, yeah. yeah yeah um <laughs> uh so this song ever so sweet it's the first track of a seven song ep right yeah and most people would know this song from the electric version that is on The Room's Too Cold, which starts off, it's the first track on The Room's Too Cold as the electric version. I don't think I've heard the electric version. Really? Yeah, but I've heard The Room's Too Cold. What the f- Okay, I gotta listen to it then. Interesting, because this yeah. song is like, it's not a different song, but it's a different song. I can imagine. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um... Yeah, so where are you guys at with the uh, mid-October? <laughs> <laughs> I've heard this song before, and I heard this version of it. I'm like, it's different, but I mean, compared to the, just in general, I haven't really listened to them overall. I've heard the song in passing. I don't remember where. Probably yeah. just back in the day, somebody's like, check out this band. Right. And I'm like, I okay another song but i've heard the original i've heard that i like this version better oh than the electric mm-hmm. so this yeah. is the original so be careful with what so, you're saying okay okay be your careful with what you're saying so versus the electric <laughs> version of it i like this tongue. version better 
did you were you at the same warp tour that Devin and I were at? I don't think yeah. so. I don't think I was at that one. I've only been to one. The early November well, played I've there. I've only been to one and you were with me. I was with Serena. Okay, you didn't go with me. That's right. Hmm. Damn, who the fuck did I go with? It must have been Dustin. I went with Sabrina. I went with an ex-girlfriend. Dustin might have gone there. (laughs) Yeah. Because I remember the early November played at that Warp Tour, and it was very fun. I was very excited to see them. And he sat on, the head singer was up on the big bass amp, and he was just up. (laughs) (laughs) The dude from the U's did that year, too. Yeah. Jumped from that thing. Yeah. I saw him do a backflip. Yeah. Thanks, Bert. (laughs) I don't know if I saw early November there. Yeah, they were still, like, pretty... Not super well known. Well, if it wasn't Ska, then I hadn't heard of it at the time. So, <laughs> yeah, wasn't interested. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, do you like the early? I November? love this song. Oh, I love the early November. Really? I was so nervous about the song. I, uh, this is my favorite song on the EP or yeah. the mixtape. Um, He's so clever with his words about so baking. Good. Yeah, <laughs> I love a good song about baking. <laughs> you know, I love a song about sugar addiction. <laughs> But the, the, I love the early. I like November. the idea of him just like singing to a cake that he's gonna fuck later. Yeah. <laughs> it was so sweet, <laughs> frosting all over my dick. Um, yeah, I I love. So I would say whininess. He's got the whiniest voice. Oh yeah, but I love it. <laughs> like I always talk shit about Eminem because I hate his whiny voice. Mm, yeah. And I don't know if I don't think that's it anymore because I like this guy's voice. Yeah. I like a lot of other whiny singers. I it's so funny because he for me, out of the five songs, five people on this who are singing, he is the whiniest. Mm-hmm. And it's because if you were to if someone that's not really into music, if they were going to imitate an emo band singing, they would sing like him. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Very much so. When I try singing this song in the car, it, it goes through my nose. Like, it's so yeah. nasal. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I love his voice, and I love this album. For all of this, I totally forgot about that song. Yeah. Such um, a good song. I've heard The Room's Too Cold, and I think the, I think maybe I made my own version of the room's too cold by downloading songs on like napster or something oh yeah maybe which happened to me with a few other bands too where i downloaded the acoustic or demo version yeah and made my own album out of it Mm. so i might have just heard the acoustic version and thought that was the original yeah maybe yeah i remember i got a whole i downloaded the uh say anything album is a real boy yeah and and the second part the b-sides or the ep with it was a real boy yeah and got so many like I, a lot of the songs just sounded off and then i heard it like 10 years later i was like oh i downloaded like the demo versions for most of these songs yeah yeah it's Which, weird um uh you know the band armor for sleep yeah um i can't remember what their big hit uh song was what it's, it's called. called the car car yes. to water car to water yeah they're sean Myers, he has like four different versions of that song. Yeah. Like there's just like four yeah. different, for some reason, there's like four different versions of that song yeah. that's out there. Like there's no rhyme or reason for it. It's just somehow the internet got four versions. Of yeah. <laughs> I mean, I used to download stuff all the time from like, uh, like you download Metallica right. and it would be just some metal band that wants to put their album out. You're like, <laughs> well, I guess this is Metallica. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah, I love the song though. Like, 
another thing about early November is they remind me of Dashboard in the way that their songs sound really full. Like this sounds mm. like a full band song, but there's nothing going on besides acoustic guitar and right, his voice. Yeah. Like there's two guitars, I think. But yeah, it sounded really full. It sounds like I mean, it is the original version, I guess. Yes. And then they electrified it. Electrified. Yeah. RJ, yeah, you, you said you like the song. Yes, I do. I was a little nervous. How do you feel about it being at the end? Oh, uh, it was one of my favorite tracks as okay. well. Okay. This was... is the only thing Devin and I agree on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck uh, I was a little nervous about putting it at the end because I just couldn't, because it's a big crescendo mm. at the end of the song. But the way it starts is like, it's just starting. This is the way that I'd end it. I'd end the whole thing. Because mm. I was like, I like it at the end. I like the way the whole song is organized, um, especially right after Fallout Boy. It's like, oh, going, you know, just, just going. Yeah. And I feel like this is a nice little way to introduce it, the ending. And then it kind of picks up like towards the end, just the way that the, I, I like this at the end. Yeah. Yeah, it's it. It's got a lot of ups and downs. Yes. Like you said, it has a good crescendo at the end. Um, yeah, it fit. I couldn't see this one anywhere else. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Five. I tried putting it. I think originally at number three, and it like totally like no. as a palate cleanser is like no. this is too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This yeah. goes well at the end. Um, dashboard goes good at the beginning. The other three songs, I feel like you can interchangeable. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so for those, so I was a huge early November fan Mm -hmm. and I remember, um, they came out with an album after the rooms took cold in 2006 with a different band name. No. Okay. That's, I can make a mess like nobody's business. (laughs) Um, but I remember being very excited for this next album and it, I, after doing some like investigative work on the early November, when I talk about why I get frustrated with concept albums, I believe this is where it comes from. Okay. So in 2006, they came out with an album that I was very excited about. It was a triple concept album. Oh, fuck. That's bad. Um. Like, think about the early November. They come out with two EPs and one album. Yeah. And they're like, you know what we're going to do? <laughs> 36 songs. <laughs> That's a we're bag make setup already. A triple yeah. concept album. Ugh. It's called The Mother, The Mechanic, and The Path. And if I remember right, uh, each one of those is each album. And I believe The Mother, I like that album. Um, the Mechanic and The Path, I didn't care for as much. Hmm. Um, but I remember this coming out and being like, well, fuck me. Like, I was so <laughs> excited for it. And then it's like one thing to get 10 songs that you like. But then it feels weird being like, but there's 20 songs I don't yeah. like. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it just taints it for some reason. Yeah. It was such a bummer when it like, came out. They could have passed on that idea. Or like, yeah, we exactly. appreciate it, but nah, don't do that. Or just wait. Like, maybe come out with a couple more albums before you do a triple concept album. Yeah. Like, as an emo band. Or make three separate <laughs> albums that are well thought out. Right, yeah. You know? It's like, Kohe didn't even think to do a triple concept album yet. Oh, no. <laughs> if they did, I'd be like, Kohe can do that. Me. <laughs> no. Claudio, he's got it. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is, this is track number one. I forgot that the early November did a split EP Ooh. in 2005 
with I am the avalanche. That's right. Yeah, I yeah. totally forgot that. When I saw that, I was like, oh, yeah. I am the avalanche is a band when Green I eyes. hear that name every oh, oh. every time I hear that name, I'm like, <laughs> oh, I forgot all about them. <laughs> yeah. That self-titled album's amazing, and Avalanche United was really good, too. Yeah, it's 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 fine. Yeah, yeah, but that first self-titled so album, yeah. so good. Nothing new, disaster like that. Ooh, Ugh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I can make a mess like nobody's business. Is what got me more into the early November. Yeah, I had friends that were listening to early November, and I loved. I can make a mess like nobody's business. Yeah, um, weird pop. Yeah, yeah. It, there was something different about it. It was like more like an indie album. Yeah, if anything. And there was an, also another album that he did with some Sacramento musicians. And I don't know if you have that, but it's like an anthology or something. Uh, it might be um, Ace Enders and the something. Because he had a different yeah. stage name that he started another band with called Ace Enders. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be that band. Okay. Yeah. He did some album, and there was a bunch of Sacramento musicians on it. It was a really strange album. Yeah, I didn't really listen to it. But that's why it's it hard. Like he, the I forgot the uh, the dude's real name, um, but the Ace Enders, the 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 main guy uh, behind the early November, and I can make a mess like nobody's business. He might be like, it's it's hard to be the weird one in the emo scene. Yeah. Like, he might be the weirdest one. Because most of the other ones are making, like, straight-up pop songs. Uh, not getting too outside the box. But he gets pretty... He's like, I'm going to do a triple concept album, guys. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, he might be the one of the weirder ones um, in that scene. Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of the brother from The Wedding Crashers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> creeping around a corner. Yeah. Like, I, I could a make a triple concept album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, that, so, uh, so you guys did kind of mention that, uh, Arte, did you have a, a, a different order that you wanted to mention of these songs? I didn't really think about that. There, yeah. there are someone's dashboard was a fantastic opening early November, wonderful ending two and four. Eh. Um, but I, I enjoyed the way that it was in. Yeah. I have no, like kind of just, ha- I wouldn't change it. It was fine. Now, I was going to ask you guys, if you could rename this mix, what would you name it? Ooh. Okay. If, because well, we've got very specific emo, mostly acoustic songs from a very brief time period. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what I would do? And I don't have the answer for it right now, but I would pick some long name similar to a fallout boy song title yeah like uh what's or no the i write sins not tragedies the panic disc panic at the disco song right something like that i would make like a long title too long drawn out title i don't know what that would be see i think mine would be simpler than that it'd be something like but have you heard Mm. dot 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 Sounds like something put out by like Spotify. You know? <laughs> but have you? It's on Spotify this? and Apple Music. <laughs> you can just call it similar to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My, my other working title was You Thought You Were Sad. 
That was my other working title. (laughs) That's interesting because a lot of them, okay, they're sad bands. Yes. But a lot of the songs aren't very sad. I love Cake. Yeah, I love I love cake. I don't like the band cake. I'll say that either. right now. Fuck cake. From living in Sacramento. Fuck cake. <laughs> yeah. Doom. Yeah. <laughs> Back for the most part. <laughs> while we're at it. Um Yeah, no, I thought Extended Play was a good it, it for what you were going for. Yeah. You know, songs that sure. were exclusive to EPs, which I wasn't aware of going into it, but I knew that they were all on EPs. Yeah. Um yeah, I thought that was the fine. The name was fine. Yeah, nice. It was a good title. Um, I, I I heard extended play. Didn't realize what you're getting into. Saw the bands. I think I it was similar to the lemons thing. It was like no, two two in my mixtape to your goddamn lemons. <laughs> it was like two in, and I'm like, oh, they're all EPs. I get it. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, uh, let's rate. The mixtape. I've already said I'm giving myself a five. <laughs> I, you should. If you gave yourself less than a five on this, I'd be like, yeah, you got. It. And it's just because it's just all songs that I personally love. Yeah, like they're, they're just can't. songs. Yeah. If you make a mix for yourself, it's full of five songs that you love. It doesn't right. matter what genre they are or how much other people like it. You're like, yeah, I gotta do five out of five. Is sorry. Yeah. Side note. Yeah. Is a world needs convincing. Is that an EP? No, that's their full length. But there's how many songs are on that? I want to say like eight. Yeah, eight or ten. Mm, okay, sorry. Was short. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be interesting to put on there. They don't have any of their EPs on Spotify. Lipstick is not on there. No, no. That does. That's hard to find now. Yeah. Anyways. <sighs> yeah. Well, RJ, RJ, what you rate it? So I looked Kermit. at it with Kermit, Kermit, <laughs> Kermit the Frog. For those who can't see, he's wearing a he's green tank top. Green oh, I didn't realize. And green shorts and a camo hat. <laughs> and he's been Kermit. singing Rainbow Connection all Rainbow day. Connection. Um, have you heard the song with the Weezer guy and Haley Williams? They did a cover of that song. Of Rainbow Connection? Yeah. No. I don't. Not I fast forward through his part, but then I listen to Haley Williams. Fast forward, mm-hmm. you like skip. You just drag F- your finger. If across. you look at it, it says F F F and has a F F F F and has two arrows. Fast forward. No. So, I looked at the songs. Each of did it fit the playlist? Yes, it did. EP, right? Then I looked at the next one. I'm like, is there an order? Okay, it's fine the way that it is. Then I basically judged each song if I liked it or not. <laughs> I like this because that was the final judgment <laughs> of the song, and it would have rated higher per the songs that I didn't like as much. So I gave this. It was still a decent score. Score uh, three point five nine. Oh, five nine. The yeah. five nine. Why not three point six? <laughs> It gets very decimal oh, <laughs> if okay. I look back. So I'm like, broke this one. Yeah, Wait, broke yeah. down. So the starting line, just the starting line? Yeah, that's the song I hated. So that just that well, song de- de- okay. deducted enough points. Interesting. So, okay. so, so the score for that one was a point three three, But or it point three deducted oh. more than a point, it feels like. Yeah, well, I was going to say it would be point or 1.41 if you gave the starting line a zero. Mm-hmm. So... What other songs didn't you like? 
Um, I, I liked one, three, and five. Okay. Uh, Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy was all right. Uh, the the point system that I gave it was point seven two, point five four, point seven four, point seven nine, point eight. Okay, I was gonna say so. Point eight is probably like your your highest score. Yeah. All right. Interesting. So I, I rated it basically th- three points system on each song. So I did the does it fit the playlist? Does it fit the title? Or I guess that's the playlist. Yeah. Does it fit the order? And then do I like it? Okay. I kind of did the same thing mm. uh, subconsciously. But yeah, so I give it a 3.9 out of 5. Mm-hmm. Which would... So the only thing that would keep it from being higher is... The songs, so I, mean, I didn't know your intention behind it, where the songs were exclusive to the EPs. Yes. Because every time I listened to the starting line, I said, why not the best of me? Exactly. Why not Hands Down? And why not? Uh, exactly. Not even. Why not Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, why not Grand Theft Auto? Yes. And then why not Be My Escape? Yes. So that was the only thing, because for me, listen, when I saw it, mm-hmm. I saw Dashboard Confessional and I saw Early November and it was all nostalgic stuff. So yes. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm in the mood to listen to songs that I've heard before. Mm. So so I don't get extra points from you for doing what you do. Well, this is the thing. Because <laughs> I, like, yes, I was like, yes. I was like, because <laughs> I remember making it being like, Devin does this. Can I do this? <laughs> <laughs> so now that I know what your intention behind yeah. it. <laughs> 4.4 out of 5. Ooh! That's, yeah. That's the oh, highest score. Okay. Because, <laughs> We're cooking. Because these songs, Minus I still Mike's, like of all of them besides the Christmas bullshit. But I liked all the songs. <laughs> that's just our on them. <laughs> I'm going to bring bells in next time and just jingle them. <laughs> so I, I really like the Fall Out Boy song. Yes. I like Grand Theft Auto more, but that's on another album. Right. I assume that that's the best one on that EP. That's a re- It's a really good uh, song. The Joy Division songs. That's really good. Okay. Yeah. yeah and it might yeah. not fit the the idea of your right. mixtape. So I could do it covers of on EPs. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. That'd be all right. Um and then the uh the starting line one I really liked. Yeah. Um I would have picked Best of Me if I was just trying to make a nostalgia mixtape, which is what right. I thought this was when I was rating it. It yes. would have gone higher if you picked and that it was, Yeah. Um but that being said, I really like that song. So that's probably the best song that's exclusive to that EP. Reliant K, whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. It was a good you mid. Know? Good mid. Yeah. <laughs> it would have been five out of five if, you know, it was just four songs if you just took Reliant K off of it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I actually, I kind of liked that yeah, song. But it, it grows on you, that song. It does, yeah. <laughs> that, that was in my notes that it's so catchy that I was singing that one all week too yeah like i had some songs stuck in my head and i was like fuck and then i kept on singing the word christmas i was like fuck i hate christmas <laughs> <laughs> this might be his only christmas song he likes rj it's no true. Uh, maybe put- it's cold outside with willie yeah. nelson and Nora jones oh, okay sick as fuck <laughs> yeah. the original not that new age piece of shit <laughs> i want the rape version <laughs> oh that's exciting that's yeah, a decent I, score. I hope it was an easy listen for you guys. It was. Just something just to turn on, just relax. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, just it's remember. It's not as easy as remember Summer Night the, Windows Down for me. Remember the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had mixed feelings with this. Because there's no blink. 
it was a slowed down version of this genre, if you will. But of emo, the, the, but there are times where I'm like, possible. <laughs> I the times I listened to it, I didn't want to listen to a slow song. So that sometimes going into it, I was just like, eh, I want something more a beat. I didn't want that to justify my rating. Okay. Because that would make it be like, I want something fast. Hmm. That shouldn't be the mixtape. So the mixtape as a whole, I was just like, all right, I got to listen to it with a slowed down thought process of just being like, you know, the type of music. But there are times where I listen to it where I'm like, I don't want to listen to this while driving. I don't want to listen to this at work. And that's where I listen to it, too. Hmm. But I don't want that affect the score. The score I gave it to as a, like, I viewed it as a uh, overall mixtape as we should. But there are some arguments of like I did not feel this mixtape because of that, but I did not want this show on my score that I gave it. Yeah, you have a very intricate scoring system. <laughs> you should see my notes. It's like Japanese math. It is. There's numbers. Triangles. There's hieroglyphics. Yeah. It gets weird. Uh, what do they call it? Something geometry, sacred geometry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The golden ratio, bro. <laughs> Four, eight, sixteen. <laughs> yeah. But I needed just a slowed down version time to listen to it, and then probably you know it would have been a fantastic. Do you listen mix. to a lot of songs like this? Um, my mood. Huh. What does that mean? The depending on mood. <laughs> if I'm sad, I will listen to slower songs. Like right now, if you put on Julian Baker right now, I would not listen to Julian Baker because it's too <laughs> slow for me. My mood. My mood. <laughs> it's my mood. That's funny. That's a Pakistani guy's name. My mood. My mood. My mood. Your mood. His mood. <laughs> Ahmed and my mood. <laughs> See, I feel like uh, for me personally, ninety percent of my day of my mood is listening to these songs. Oh, but okay. okay. So as far as mood, I feel like that's more emotional based. Yeah, I'm always I'm a very fragile person, RJ. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I know a lot of the times it's fragile about emotional <laughs> with my mu- my my lyrics. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not feeling that emotionally, I'm not going to jump on to listen to that. Well, that's interesting because when I made the uh, mixtape of sad songs, yeah, the five sad songs, you're gonna cry, pussy. pussy. <laughs> yeah, that what for me were really sad songs. That for me, uh, not all of them, but some of them. Like, I had to fight back tears when I first understood the lyrics to those songs. Mm, mm-hmm. But the people have to feel it. Yeah. So I felt those songs differently than you felt those songs. Yeah. You, you described them as melancholy. Yeah. But a lot of them were about, like, death and relationships ending. And these ones, uh, the bands are have sadder themes to them, the emo themes. Yeah. They're not sad. They're just emotional. I guess. So I feel like emotion uh, pokes his head up again. Yeah. We'd all just have different ideas of sad songs. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Well, this is the first time that I've made a mix um, of songs that are nostalgic. Devin cried. Yeah. Yeah. I saw him. Yeah, I cried, but I cried all the time. Yeah. True. He was just crying over because he can't have any sugar. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I want that cake, <laughs> but keto. Cake. <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of pathetic. I was that like, come on, Devin. Sweet. Let's get ice cream. I just want a lemon bar so bad. Oh, lemon bars. And a glass of half and half. <laughs> <laughs> On the just rocks like Mama used straight. to make it. <laughs> just want to gulp that. All right. Well, um, yeah, Devin, do you want to? Oh, milk with ice? <laughs> <laughs> what about a warm, 
warm like a steam. No, yeah, I cook it on the stove. Heat up my milk. <laughs> Is that the? Do you want to tease your next mix? <laughs> yeah, it's called heat up my milk. <laughs> All artists that are lactose intolerant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a twist. I no, really looked into this one, guys. That sounds like you want a fuck mix. <laughs> Gotta heat up my milk. Gotta heat up that milk. <laughs> Gotta warm up that milk. <laughs> yeah. So my next mix is called "I'm Not That Petty." <laughs> Interesting. This can go a lot of different ways. I'm gonna hate At you already. Time I'm gonna say it, so you know the title. Now, what do you think it is? I'm not that petty. Is that the title? Is there a pause in there? Is there a comma? Mm-hmm. I'm nope. not that. No, no comma. Petty. Okay. I'm assuming it's not a mix of Tom Petty songs. <laughs> I'm assuming that's not the case. <laughs> I hope it is. I really hope it is. <laughs> Have you ever thought about Richard Petty, the NASCAR driver? Maybe songs he would listen to? Um, I'm not that petty. Interesting, because petty is a personality trait I would never ascribe to you. Well, so I'm a we were trying to get away from love songs. So I take it as maybe something Devin would pick that we think he would pick, and he's not that petty, so he'd pick something opposite of what he would pick. Oh, you think it's, so like it's a, a fuck you mix? Statement to you. <laughs> not, not necessarily to like us, just but just something to be like, to you, I do not picture Devin <laughs> picking that song. Oh, so it's like I really am that petty, and but I you pick are, these yeah. songs? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Wow. I feel like it's uh, it's somehow pointed at you, RJ. I don't know how, but I feel like it's directed towards you. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Wait, the question is, will I like it? Um, I think I'm going to hate it. <laughs> I'm going to say that this. you're going to okay, like gonna... the songs, but you're not going to like the intention. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I put a lot of work into this one, guys. <laughs> it's all blink. You're going to like it. <laughs> okay. You're going to like it. Based on the artists, you I don't know about Mike. Okay, I'm a wild card. You're a wild card. Always have one. been, always will. But be. <laughs> I'm gonna say this mixtape is not for RJ. This is for you. Damn it! Oh, I got one for RJ three weeks from now. <laughs> oh, fuck you, RJ. This pisses me off. I'm going home. <laughs> I'm going home. <laughs> yeah. But I, it could go either way. So uh, I'm just wishing Mike's like I fucking hated this one and RJ's like yeah the best no you're gonna like it okay yeah I hope you do I I do too (laughs) I do too I do too because emotions very you know it's a a good driving force who knows what his mood's gonna be no (laughs) no there's one song that you just might be like I don't give a shit about that Uh, you can find the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and through your podcast app, Five Song Mixtape. Uh, all one word when you search it on Spotify for the mixes itself. Uh, Follow on the gram. Yeah. Come to the gram. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
Do people as baristas or a former barista is and a current barista? <laughs> he's a sandwich artist. Oh, okay. Sorry. He's a, a san, you, sandinista. Is that right? <laughs> no, that's something else. It's very majestic. <laughs> Has anyone ever asked you for coffee recommendations for coffee enemas? No. no. <laughs> that's a good one, though. Because I would assume that you just can't pick any old coffee for a coffee enema. Well, I would say something not very acidic. I do a, <laughs> that's what I would go for. I do a light roast. Definitely. Uh, light well, roast. I'd, you'd have to do the the right light roast. I'd probably go for like a Kopi Luwak, the uh, coffee that is ingested by uh, feral cats and shit out to process it in a certain way, and then they roast it. I was thinking, so the cats, in what country cats. do they do this? I think it's Indonesia. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds Indonesian, right? Yeah. Or I was Malaysia. thinking vodka. What? Straight vodka. Vodka enemas? Yeah. I mean, that's real dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> Stranger danger. Um, yeah, yeah, it goes for something like less acidic, you know, medium bodied, <laughs> not too much caffeine, you know, for your first time. Sounds like yeah. a date. There, uh, my one of my sister in laws. She was telling me because she's a massage therapist, and one of her clients, her, she was like complaining about her client, her, her and her husband. These two clients, they would build their schedule daily around coffee enemas because it's not something that you can necessarily do yourself. Yeah, you need a partner to help you with. Oh, I know all about it. <laughs> <laughs> and so they would have to plan like their day with each other to make sure that they get in their coffee enemas because they would do like several a day. Are they the people on that show, My Strange Addiction? <laughs> like, have you seen that one no, with the uh, coffee enemas? Uh-uh. These two people, this couple is addicted to them and they do them like six or seven times a day. Oh my gosh. That's and it's crazy. a whole process. Like they have to work from home. You can't do that at work. Right. Yeah. Like you have to lay on your side for like 30 minutes. Do you? I don't yeah. even know the process. Of that. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Well, let me tell you, you got to brew the coffee first and then step you got to cool it down. Step two, you know, but you don't want to put ice in there. Oh, you want no. it kind of warm. Oh, you do. That's yeah. True. So they okay. let it cool and then they have a little, like a, Something to adjust the flow rate because you don't want to go in too fast. So you want a, a slow trickle. It's like a bidet. Mm-hmm. You like no the opposite of a you bidet. like the, <laughs> the warm yeah. water versus the cold water. Um, no, you don't. You don't want to super soaker it into your ass. <laughs> you just want it to like drip. I've been but doing are you this all wrong. It? You don't drink no. it. No. 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 You, you drink it with your ass. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you mean do you try to like like sip it like through a straw? No, like, are you like are they puckering? Are they puckering? Oh, they're puckering. Well, no, they have to they have to loosen up so they oh, can they like have to be relaxed. insert it. Yeah, because okay. you got to insert the tube pretty far. Oh, yeah. I didn't. Okay, I was just I, I don't even know. I, I've I been know. doing it wrong for years. This is how you learn? You know, been doing it wrong for years. <laughs> I would love to see. Just some like because I was thinking about this today. This guy came into Badfish and like didn't know anything about coffee, mm-hmm. which is fine. We were talking about yeah. this before, but he was just so like confident in his order, and he was just like, "Never <laughs> been I? here before. Uh, let me get a mocha coffee and uh, can I get yeah. a one liter of Folgers?" <laughs> <laughs> 
But he was like so confident and didn't know anything about coffee, which yeah. like is fine. But you got to know that you don't know anything about it. Like if you're confused <laughs> by the menu, yeah. You, you, like you can just be like, I had this thing somewhere else, blah blah blah. But he came in was so confident. He's like, I'm gonna get a mocha coffee. <laughs> and then the guy was like, uh, like regular or large? Eh? <laughs> uh, regular or large? I don't know what that is. <laughs> uh, for the size, do you want a regular or a large? He's like, I got it blended before. <laughs> I want it. Oh, is that the blended one? And it tastes like coffee. You probably should have asked him, do you want it supersized? <laughs> if I were like, oh, yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I'll go get my big gulp from the truck. Bring it in. You fill it up. But I'd like to see a guy come up just like super confident yeah. that is obviously going to use the coffee as an enema. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get just, a gallon yeah. of that? Can I get that cappuccino? Uh <laughs> Yeah, like what size? Body temperature. Uh, do you have it like room temperature? <laughs> uh, in like in like a bowl with a tube attached to the bottom of it. <laughs> like he's what? looking for kits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you sell? <laughs> I had it before. Starbucks and, does this all the time. Yeah, they do it for me all the time at the other place. A disposable <laughs> coffee out of a kit. Do you guys have the party pack? I got a crew of people in the truck. I saw on your website. Yeah. <laughs> Two for one special. Pete's Coffee has this blend that goes great in my ass. <laughs> I want to see the Yelp review of him complaining about the uh, type of coffee not working for him. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see the five out of five stars one. Yeah. <laughs> phenomenal. Clean me out. Like, so I was so like rejuvenated or like, like the Karen's review. It's oh, like yeah. customer service here was terrible. I asked them <laughs> to insert my enema tube and they looked at me like they didn't know what I was talking about. 